You're listening to another edition of Absolutely Nothing Going On. It's your host here, Rich, a.k.a. Borlord. If you enjoy the show today, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, or review. You can catch me outside on Instagram at Richardometry, on Twitter at Richardography, and steady every day at angopodcast at gmail.com. Music for this segment produced by Taketones.com. Thanks for listening. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's start the show. And it's rolling. Okay. Hello, everyone. It's your boy Rich here, aka Borlord. And I'm trying to break the silence here. Just hit record. We're rolling. I'm going with it. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time, guys. Uh, you few, you bold few who listen to this, uh, I apologize it's taken so long, but uh, there's been a lot going on. It's been a long time since I've had absolutely nothing going on. And uh, we we finally have kind of come back around to it. Um, back in Texas. We are back in Texas, folks. And it's good to be here. Coming to you live from 2016 Kia Sorrento Studios in Jonestown, Texas. Middle of nowhere. Meth capital of Central... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, everyone jokes about a meth problem around here, but I've seen areas where there's a lot of people tweaking on meth and this doesn't seem to be one of them unless they're just all hiding in the woods, which are plenty of woods around here. So very possible. Um, you know, I'm taking the super white approach and saying, as long as I don't see it, as long as it's not in my, you know, in my purview and bothering me then I'm fine with it, I guess. <laughs> oh, white people, am I right? Uh, <clears throat> I'm not bashing on white people. I just think it's funny. I just think we are, as a group, are, uh, you know, just as ridiculous and and uh, and quirky as any other um, particular group. Uh, we have some drawbacks. We have some, uh, I'll say historical drawbacks, but uh, overall, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly where I'm going with this, but <laughs> uh, I'm rambling because I'm back, man. It's so good to be back uh, here at Absolutely Nothing Going On. Um, I don't know how frequently I'll be able to get to do these shows. Hopefully the frequency picks back up. I'm considering a new podcast uh, simply because in the space I've created here with this podcast and, uh, you know, being absolutely nothing going on, the point is when you got nothing going on, you just want to take a break and, you know, listen to some idiot talk about nothing, (laughs) Uh, you can come here. Because, uh, you know, I've tried to make this a very, I've probably said this before, I tried to make this a very, like, politics, world, terrible world events. Uh, All right, shut up. The uh, studio is 
you know, giving me all kinds of issues. <laughs> this rolling studio here. But in any case, um, <clears throat> I've tried to keep it kind of a safe space from all the constant shit you're just getting nailed with everywhere, everywhere. You know, the newspaper all over your your Twitter and uh, Facebook feeds and your news feeds and, and everything. There's just, there just seems to be, um, you know, and maybe the algorithms have me pegged. That's one of, that's part of the problem is that, um, the more that you, I won't say the more that you look for it or the more that you respond to it, the more it'll show you to get a response from you. (laughs) So, um, and maybe that's why this show is, has had literally zero emails from any listener to date is because I'm not doing anything to garner a response from anyone. So, um, you know, as much as I say, hey, send me a thing, tell me your ideas, you know, like whatever, people don't care about that. They have plenty of space. Uh, they have their, their social medias that they can just throw up on there, how they're feeling, how, uh, how their life's going, what they saw, something funny, jokes, uh, opinions, that sort of thing. Uh, people have plenty of outlets. They don't need to send me any information, uh, because that would be an extra step to what they've already got going on. So, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, understandably, you know, I don't hold it against any of you that have listened to my podcast, (laughs) Um, that you haven't said anything to me, you know, it's, it would, would have been nice, but I get it. I get it how life goes, but I'm thinking about starting another podcast, get, entering, stepping foot into the, I won't say political arena, but yes, the political arena, because, you know, politics is kind of fused to everything else that's going on now. Um, businesses, you know, you can't hear about, uh, the stock market without hearing about the economy, which is somehow the government's job. Um, you can't hear about, um, you know, you can't hear a special interest story, uh, about, a you know, a local baker without it, being some sort of, uh, regulations or, or something like that, where they're running up against government and issues and, and, and things like that. So, I mean, it's just, I haven't been able to find much news that doesn't also include some tie back, uh, or, or credit or insert government here. You know what I mean? And I've tried, I've tried to kind of stay off that, off that path you know, I mean, it's everywhere. It's healthcare, it's business, it's, it's money. It's, it's everything. It's, it's, uh, kind of sad, but at the same time, um, I guess it keeps, uh, all these people that are around. There's so many people now, you know, the population is just enormous. So, um, it seems to make a big difference to everyone. Um, which I feel like, in a lot of ways, government was intended to stay out of people's way, but instead it's a part of uh, all of our daily lives and conversations. So, 
So yeah, you know, I mail a letter, it goes through a government agency. I uh, take a dump, it's taken away by a government agency. It's, you know, just there's private businesses. Yes, of course, but they're employed and regulated by the government. So (laughs) it's really hard to do a show like this you know, and keep those sorts of things at bay. So I'm thinking of starting another podcast, all of that to say, I'm thinking of starting another podcast that will basically just be that, you know, I have this space where it's absent of that. And then I'm going to have a space where if you want to get involved with that sort of thing, I have a couple of interesting ideas now. Don't count me out uh, just yet. I will still be a hundred percent idiot with uh, with uh, very little citation or, or little to no citation or facts or, or or things, but I will be talking about perspectives and, and opinions and, and things of that nature. Um, I hate hearsay news. You know, it seems like any news I get now is just, uh, you know, why did I turn on, why, why did I look at a, a Reuters or a CNN or a or NPR post when the meat of the post uh, of the entire article is um, what someone said on Twitter and the responses to it. It's like so-and-so has said, uh, you know, took to Twitter today to say blah, 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 blah. These are the responses to it. It's like, dude, I could just look at that on the internet. I don't need a news article to involve, like, to bring attention to a curated list of people's tweets and and the responses to them. Um, it just seems kind of outrageous, and I would like to bring a uh, kind of a political talk show to shine a light on the outrageousness and ridiculousness of uh, what has everyone screaming and and shouting and and you know side-eyeing their friends and neighbors um, because uh, because of something completely arbitrary and contrived so I'm gonna stop talking about that now I just want to let you know that could be coming in the near future I don't want to bite off more than I can chew though because I just got back with you guys and what the hell is up guys? Uh, (laughs) you can, uh, if you think any of this is interesting, if you have any time and you feel like doing the extra step, uh, at Richardography on, on Twitter, uh, at little, excuse me, I always, always, these always get me at Richardography on Twitter at Richardometry on Instagram and a N G O podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Ango. It's a funny Ango. That's uh, that's the adaptation of a Spinal Tap quote. See? Nothing going on. Really nothing. (laughs) Uh, Guys, it's been a long, very hard road over the past year. You've heard uh, some of the ups and downs, some of the the fun times, um, like with Pops and Manny ridiculous conversations uh and things of that nature there's there's been others that were recorded that were never got to air because um because i was kind of shielding you guys from super boring (laughs) conversation meandering nowhere conversations kind of like this one um although this isn't a conversation 
I have several friends here in the Austin area that I would like to, you know, at some point have on a show, you know, we'll see how it goes, but, um, but we made it, you know, and we're living in a 1985 motorhome. It's not that bad. You know, I got my awning out finally. It, uh, other than being a little uh, dry rotted at the top where the sun beat down on it for years while it was stuck closed, we uh, managed to roll it out and it doesn't look that bad. It's actually pretty nice. So, uh, so yeah, that's going well. Um, I've been with uh, the baby. I haven't been working since we got here. I haven't worked. I guess I did work uh, once or twice, a couple of little things, but I've uh, been on 100% Baby Patrol. It's um, it's fun, rewarding, you know, all the things they say, but also very frustrating and um, boring. <laughs> so uh, with all this extra time where I've had nothing going on, I've been trying to get back to uh, doing the podcast. I've been I've been working my way up. When we first got back, I tried to do record a couple of things, but uh, s- software issues, uh, some things went awry, didn't so uh, didn't work out so well. So here we are. It's December, Christmas is coming up, Thanksgivings are and Halloween's already gone. Bing, bang, boom. Christmas and New Year's, the uh, knockout punch of holidays coming up here where, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people spend time with their families to travel uh, and also get insanely drunk (laughs) with uh, friends and and alone. Sorry if you're alone. Hit me up. Go, Go send an email if you're totally alone uh holler at me we'll talk we'll talk we can we can v v hang out which is for, stands for virtual hangout uh anywhere in the world wherever you are the internet is quite an amazing thing just a teens weens is transforming the face of our planet it's transforming the face of uh the way we do business and uh politics of course um but I, I still don't think that humanity's adjusted to what the internet it means to humanity. <laughs> Essentially, the internet is—it's uh, like you know, the next step to space. You know, it's the the runner-up to Final Frontier. <laughs> uh, we're, it's a wild west. It's been the Wild West for the past probably 10 years. Um, There doesn't seem to be an end in sight. You know, no order seems to be coming, which is fine because uh, who's going to bring order to it? Who's going to regulate it? You know, who's going to help smooth it out and save us from all of our constant, you know, ridiculousness? And the answer is is no one, is us. You know, if we we need uh, saving from it, then we've got to do it. So <clears throat> the internet is a wonderful thing. You can find out just about anything at the, at the push of a button, but it, it, I'm having a hard time right now with more physical things 
Um, the internet is an aid to this, but, uh, and I guess, you know, I'm going to have to take all that money that I didn't spend on college and, um, and spend it on literally figuring out how to try and do everything because as time goes by the less and less I, maybe it's becoming an adult and being a person cursed as a person who already knows a lot about, you know, a little bit about a lot of things, um, and is capable of doing, um, a lot of things myself, you know, I'm very, at least I feel very creative and, uh, problem solving and, um, you know, especially when it comes to physical mediums such as, uh, repairs and, 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 uh, I remodeled this essentially this with a lot of help, of course, but, um, but the vision was uh, essentially mine and has come together pretty much as expected. Um, I remodeled this motorhome is what I was trying to say. So it's just, I have a hard time trusting uh, companies who are supposed to provide a service. Let's put it that way. Right. When I was on the road coming back to Texas, uh, we had, uh, two alternators fail back to back, like a brand new one failed, like immediately. Um, I had belts fail. I had, uh, you know, just a, a myriad of problems related around the alternator. Of course, everything else ran pretty smooth, but, um, but I was having that electrical problem and you would be surprised how many people know how to do all of those things, but just won't because they, uh, they don't want, um, the liability or they just don't want to solve problems outside of their, their normal box. Um, you know, who, who want to charge an arm and a leg and will do subpar work. You know, I had uh, some things that I just couldn't do. Um, I didn't have quite the expertise, like some of the electrical that was in this motorhome. I had done by uh, a crazy man who seemed like he should have been a carnival barker um, or a revival preacher or something like that. But he instead, he was just a down and out divorce guy who the wife took his petting zoo from him in the divorce. That is literally what happened. <laughs> That's exactly who this guy is. Comes in a truck that looked like it was rolled over uh, and and set back on its wheels, and he's driving it around. I mean, it's just everything about this guy uh, was amazing. He was probably 70 to 80 pounds overweight, um, maybe even 100 pounds overweight. Um, he was missing several teeth. But he told ridiculous stories. He was extremely loud uh, and incredibly close. Yes, exactly. Uh, I knew where you were going with that one. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you know, he just kind of brooded through it. Didn't really, you know, he got the basic sentiment of it done, right? It was done. It works. But... Uh, there were a few things that, that could have been improved. And, and I'm, I am again, an amateur electrician. I, I can do a lot of things, but, uh, certain things I, I defer to a little more professional, uh, or, or someone who's had a little bit more training, but that's, see, that is the issue is that if I knew how to do all of that, like start to finish all of that, 
and and the process of how it all goes, which I have a basic understanding, but I need a lot more uh, study and a lot more practice, you know, in order to get to a, a higher level in that. But but basically, you know, I get to this point where I find out uh, enough about how it works and, and things to understand how all of the pieces go together. However, um, you know, I don't, I'm not getting paid for it. There's, there's, I'm not planning to get a job as an electrician. I don't want a job as an electrician. Um, but I want to know how to do this thing because there's essentially in my experience, there's no one I can trust to do what I'm asking. (laughs) You know, uh, you know, I'm not an idiot. Uh, My requests aren't unreasonable. Um, however, you know, somebody like that is just looking at it as a job. They're getting paid a, a, a price or a by hour, and it doesn't really matter, you know, as long as it gets done, you know, they, they it doesn't really matter to them. They don't have to live in it. They don't have to use it all the time. They don't have to, to plug things in and, and have to deal with, uh, you know, placement or weird things or where you had to run wires and now I can't put something there, you know, like in not, not exposed. I'm not talking about it being that ridiculous, but, but you know what I mean? Do do you understand where I'm coming from? You know, maybe you guys out there, any of you guys that may have some expertise in, in certain fields or, or at least, uh, do certain jobs. Like you do the job, right? It's not a, um, it's not a thing where at the end of it you have this personal pride or uh, you know sense of accomplishment other than I got you know I got through the day I got the job done I got paid for doing what I did you know when it comes to me uh, and this may be because I'm uh, uh, also an amateur perfectionist <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it amateur perfectionist uh because a a true perfectionist doesn't really know how much of an amateur they are and um someone who understands that they're a perfectionist but doesn't have the expertise knows that um you'll always be an amateur perfectionist because in order to be a perfect perfectionist you have to reach something that's apparently unattainable because you're a perfectionist and nothing can be totally perfect. Uh, I'm going, I'm talking in these crazy things. It must be, I mean, I'm not even, (laughs) I'm not even high (laughs) and I'm talking like in circles. Sorry guys. Um, point of it is auto glass. Okay. I have a big problem. I have a 2016 Kia Sorento Studios, which I'm currently in, and I cannot keep a front window on this thing to save my life. I'm talking about the windshield, of course, for those of you who don't uh, understand the parlance of uh, of auto glass, but the 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 windshield. The windshield that's on it is the third one that's on the vehicle, and it has a nice, lovely, enormous split all the way across coming from a uh, big chip that uh, the other day I called him an appointment to get the chip filled, and 
it was the night before get in the car to go somewhere there's a two foot split off of it on one side and about a foot and a half split off of it on the other side so <laughs> uh, across the window so definitely gonna have to get it replaced at this point a hundred dollar repair just jumped up about four more hundred dollars to get done and uh and i i just don't understand how I just don't understand how this works. I, I get it that the windows are supposed to crack and not break, right? Um, but it just seems like maybe it's this size or shape of window or something. I cannot keep the glass on it. The first one popped within a couple of months of of owning the car. The dealer said, no, that there's uh, there was a chip in it way over. Yeah, yeah. Long story. There was no chip in it. Uh, it just broke, probably because of uh, you know heat flux, you know uh, temperature fluctuation. But uh, so de- dealer denied responsibility. So uh, you know five to six hundred dollars there, get a replacement. Ring my ring break puts a chip on the inside. Right, they can't fill a chip on the inside. Here's a useful, uh, literally insider information. If you get a chip on the inside of your window, they cannot fix it. They can't seal it, only from the outside, apparently. So, another five to six hundred dollars, right? And uh, and here we are with this window. Now, the way that this one got a chip in it, I watched it happen, uh, rolling down uh, I thirty five coming from Dallas, right after we got back uh, to Texas. And I'm in, uh, in the, I'm in the center lane of three lanes, and in the far right lane is a, uh, a flatbed semi with a, a fairly mid-sized bulldozer-looking, uh, you know, front-end loader bulldozer type thing. It looked more like a bulldozer than a front-end loader, but I digress. And um, and I, I wasn't really paying attention to the condition, uh, the conditions on the flatbed, but around this vehicle that was strapped down on the flatbed uh, was a lot of loose rocks of varying sizes. Apparently, it's a little too difficult to just, you know, brush those off. Um, but, uh, but you know, it wasn't a ton, but it was some that I'm sure come on, uh, come up on when the, when the thing was loaded onto the trailer. Uh, but instead of like knocking all the ones that are just on the edge off, they just decided to drive off and drive down the highway at 75 miles an hour. So uh, here enter my me just trying to get home uh, from Dallas <clears throat> and, uh, you know, driving along. I'm probably three or four car lengths back. You know, I'm not in his like quarter zone or anything. I'm pretty, pretty far back. But um I'm talking on my hands-free uh, Bluetooth in the vehicle here on a phone call, and I just uh, eyes forward. I'm looking around, and I just watched this rock. I just saw it fall off the trailer right off the side. I mean, it was probably a little bit bigger than you know, kind of oblong shape, but a little bit bigger than a golf ball, maybe like a golf ball and a half. And um, it just falls off the truck. Does a a uh, you know uh, end over end bounce and right up and smacks right dab in the middle of my windshield. Now whose fault is that? 
you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's a little bit more than just an accident. Okay. An accident would have been, um, the truck kicked up a rock that was already on the road and it hit my window. Right. Uh, I believe that the fault lies with the, whoever loaded that trailer and the driver of that truck and trailer for not making sure that the load was secure and there wasn't going to be hazards falling off, um, you know, and, uh, and causing damage to other vehicles. So, you know, here I am someone else's fault. I'm stuck with a a $500, uh, repair costs now and getting a fourth piece of glass on this window on this, uh, front of this vehicle. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, the point of this is going back to what I was originally saying is that, um, that, uh, there, there are lots of auto glass places and I feel like every single one of them from the most professional to the, you know, Jim Bob's, you know, we, you pull it glass or something like that. I don't know. You know, just like, yeah, sure. Bring it in. We'll slap some glass on that. You know, you want a beer while you're waiting? Like, <laughs> like all the way up and down the scale, every single one of them feels like a scam, feels sketchy, right? I get it that glass is at this level is expensive. You know, it's a safety issue and all these other things. However, um, getting that glass installed shouldn't, shouldn't be such a, uh, weird, sketchy interaction. Okay. And, um, you know, with the more professional outfits, it seems like you're getting ripped off with, uh, the lower it goes, you know, it's a lot of them seem like they're trying to do the right thing, but you don't know them from Adam. They don't have any sort of, you know, there's no reviews on Google or whatever. Um, it, it gets, uh, even places that are highly reviewed, and maybe it's just me that I know like a little bit about it, but like it's, it just seems like you always get treated and, um, and, um, like it's sold to you as this, uh, as this big time difficult service. And I've watched people that do this. It's, you know, it's not that complicated. I don't have the expertise myself. I've been trained in it. I don't want a job in auto glass. I, that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. However, I would like to know how to install my own auto glass so I can just buy my own goddamn windshield from a, from a glass supplier and put it on myself. Because if I put it on myself, I know that I can get, you know, the positioning right and it'll look good. And I, you know, I know what it, what it's supposed to, uh, what it's supposed to be like, you know, those sorts of things. When you have someone else do it, a lot of times they're just getting the job done. So as long as the window is in and sealed, they don't care if it's like uh, an eighth inch lower on the passenger side than it is on the driver's side or, you know, that it's like crooked or or doesn't, uh, doesn't look fit and finish like the vehicle originally did. And I know that that's hard to do because you're not doing it in a factory, but the point is it is your job. Like that is what I'm paying an an exorbitant amount of money to have you do is to get it on there and have it look good and have it done right. Um, 
and have a quality thing, you know, but, uh, but apparently that's, that's, uh, that's too much to ask. And then on top of it, the quality of the glass itself, you know, I have to raise a question that if this is the fourth one that I'm replacing that, Hey, maybe whoever's making this glass is, um, is, uh, you know, subpar or something, you know, what am I left to believe? I've replaced a window on this car once a year since I got it, right? This will be the fourth one in three years that I've, that I've put on this, that's been on this vehicle, right? And the original one was an uh, original manufacturer glass, right? It popped totally unprovoked. These last two have been provoked and, um, and nothing you could do about it, right? But still, they've both failed. You know, they're aftermarket glass. So what am I left to believe? Do I need to start a glass making operation? I've got to figure it, you know, I've got to learn how to make my own uh, safety rated auto glass for my specific vehicle. That's a, you know, no, that's not going to happen. I wish it could happen because I'm just tired of, you know, shoddy workmanship, low quality materials and um and a general don't care attitude general don't care um, i'm saluting there this little game i started playing with a friend of mine uh, a while back <laughs> but uh but you get what i'm saying here the point is that it shouldn't have to be this difficult you know what i mean i already have a, a hefty beautiful car payment for this vehicle, because it's a it's a nicer vehicle, um, you know, and I, and you expect operating costs like batteries, tires, uh, oil, you know, uh, uh, changes and, and things like that, um, moderate repairs. I mean, the car is this is the second year after its year model. I got an October 2015. It's a 2016 year model. It's 2018. It's been, it's been, uh, you know, technically three years now I've had this vehicle. October was three years, but it's only, you know, it, it's only technically two years old as far as year models go. And, um, you know, and because of negligence by the, by the dealer in Orlando, which if you live in Orlando, um, don't, do not go to Greenway Ford. Do not go to any Kia dealership. Do not go to any Volkswagen dealership. Have someone else do the work because a, you have a higher probability that it's going to be done right. B, you have a higher probability of not being, you know, harassed and harangued by, um, you know, by a mere, by this monopoly of auto, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Retailers, because, you know, literally I'm getting calls about my service, uh, on, you know, my Kia from a Kia dealership, Kia of Orlando. And the number that comes up is Greenway Ford's number, right? Where's Greenway Ford? 20, 30 miles away from that place. Right. But guess what? That's what you don't see is that all of these, uh, you know, deal, a lot of these dealerships, most dealerships, most big time dealerships that you'll see a ton of cars on the lot are owned by a very small, uh, 
group of people or, uh, uh, you know, like uh, a lot of them are owned by the same company. It's like mattress stores. You know, they just um, they don't care. They don't care. They're in the business to sell cars. And who gives a shit if it gets fixed right or your oil change happens right or they put things back together the right way? Doesn't really matter because if it gets fucked up. Guess what? You're going to bring it back to them. And they know that. Okay. And I like to take it to the dealer because it's usually on record. But, um, but man, if that dealership was not the worst, the wait times were retardedly long. My wife waited there for about six hours one day with our baby while I was working to get an oil change and to get a trim piece uh, put on. Okay. That is way too long. That is way too long. And sh- and we had an appointment on top of it. That's way too long, guys. If you're waiting that long, that is way too long. Um, I'm starting to, and this is you know another reason why I feel like a, a political podcast might be uh, up my alley is because um, is because everyone seems to be you know be playing these roles. Uh, we all seem to be getting into these roles of um, of just like how it goes and and everything is acceptable. And when the more that I interact with the world as an adult person, uh, you know, I'm 34 now, the more I, I, I ask myself the question, how is everyone not like so enraged by this and so upset? Like why, why is, why does everyone think that these things are acceptable? Okay. Why do people think that so many things are acceptable? Um, it's not acceptable, you know, and, and, uh, and I accepted it a lot of times because it's, it's a give and take between, you know, my wife's got to take the thing and, or we got to drop it off and come back and pick it up. And then it's, you know, you can't, you can't talk to the same people or, or, you know, they don't know what's going on. There's like, you know, hundred cars in and out of there all day. It doesn't matter. That is not acceptable. Okay. And, um, if I thought it would do any good, I would have taken it up the ladder there, but it doesn't because it's a dealership that's owned by a conglomerate of several other auto dealerships and they do not give a shit about you. They do not care one fucking wit what, how shitty your life is or how terrible them or their employees, uh, have made your life. They do not care. And they don't have to, uh, because because they're raking in the cash. They're the only ones that can sell vehicles. Why? Because government. Because the government, you know, stepped in and made this deal with these guys, uh, you know, eons ago. And now we're now we're just stuck with it. And everyone just goes along and is like, oh yeah, let's go to the dealer and get a car from the dealer. It just it just. I'm, I'm like getting more and more incensed by it as time goes on. So, um, so yeah, the point of all that is to say, I guess I'm gonna have to figure out how to manufacture, a, you know, every part, build my own cars. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do all the electrical. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do all the horticultural. I'm gonna have to figure out how to grow my own food, build my own buildings. Um, you know, I'm going to have to learn how to do medical procedures. I'm going to have to learn how to, you know, I basically got to live like 60 lifetimes in order to, um, 
gain all the knowledge I need for to not be taken advantage of while everyone else thinks that it's okay, you know? Um, and I'm sure a lot of you felt the same way at different times is, is that you just, I, I'm, I'm just getting to the point where I'm just completely tired of it. I'm just completely tired of, and just fed up with being taken advantage of and things being other people's fault that are now my responsibility. Okay. And there's a difference there. Um, you know, it wasn't my responsibility to make sure all the rocks were off of that trailer, right? That's not my responsibility. It wasn't my fault that the rock fell off and hit my window, right? It's another person's fault. Now it's my responsibility. I've got to pay to have this fixed. I have no, I don't, uh, proof or way to, way to prove that it was the, um, you know, the construction company's fault, you know? So guess what? I talked, you know, if I talked to them, which I did call them, um, and they were like, oh yeah, let me talk to the so-and-so higher ups and, and call you right back or call you back, you know, as soon as they get back in from lunch or something like that. Never call back. And there's just, there's just no way to prove it. Excuse me. There's, there's no way to prove it. And they know that. And, um, you know, most bigger companies are going to have litigators and lawyers and, uh, and, and things like that, that you just, you literally stand no chance against. So if you try to bring this up and make someone own up to what is clearly their fault and their responsibility, right, is impossible anymore with our legal system because, uh, because they can just, you know, harass you and they've got way more money to, to throw away on it than you do. Like I, I don't have, I don't have $1 to pay for a lawyer right now, you know, but they have millions of dollars, uh, to pay for lawyers right now. So who do you think is going to win in a courtroom scenario? Okay. The person with millions of dollars or the person with no dollars. I think it's going to go the way of the millions of dollars people because they have more resources, they have more influence and they have more ability to, um, you know, shift the perceived responsibility of something onto someone else. That's all our legal system seems to be, to be anymore when it comes to civil disagreements is, um, you know, you're shit out of luck, bring some more money next time, you know? Like you want to win, bring some more money, bring a more professional, higher ranking, bigger team of lawyers and you'll win. That's it. That's just how it works. So I digress. Um, yeah, that same dealership, uh, did oil changes or whatever. Didn't reattach the shield under my vehicle, um, properly in the back when, when they, uh, took it off or, uh, loosened it to get to something. And, uh, and so, yeah, my wife's backing up in less than six inch tall grass and the grass, grass folks. And the thing catches and gets ripped completely off from the underneath and like ripped. When I say ripped, I mean like every contact point is ripped off. Um, you know, the piece is in a, is in, it's all in one piece, but every contact point, there's no way you could put a, a screw or something back through it because it's all just completely ripped. Like the holes are just enormous now where small bolts with washers used to go. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a, you know, that's a 200 and some dollar part, right? Let alone what it's going to cost me to have it 
reinstall, which I could install it myself, but again, I don't have the expertise or all the necessary tools in order to make that happen. Um, it's very complicated the way that it goes underneath there and it goes underneath some other trim pieces and so on and so forth. You know, I, it would take me a very long time. And I, meanwhile, I can't use the car while I got a thing halfway on. So I, I'm rambling, but my point is, is, is if you're out there and something happens, that's clearly your fault, just own up to it. Be a, be a human being, save us from ourselves, right? This is across the board. I was talking about it about internet before, but it really is everything, right? Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't try and deny it. Don't push it off on somebody else. Cause guess what? It's a hundred or $200 for you right now. Right. Um, and it's an inconvenience, but it was your fault. Own up to that. You know, I'm just asking you to be decent person and own up to it, right? Because as far as like a dealership goes, it's just, it's a couple hundred bucks for them. They they fucked it up, a couple hundred bucks to fix it, right? That's no skin off of their nose, right? But then now I'm down here just trying to just trying to get by, right? Kick the can down the road, the thing comes off, gets ripped off because it wasn't reattached properly. Um, I inform you of it. You deny responsibility. Now the, I don't have $200. You know, I, it's not my, my business. I didn't, it's not my fault. Like I don't have this huge, uh, multi millions of dollars worth of dealerships and infrastructure and, 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 uh, and staff and mechanics and, and whoever else, uh, on my, uh, in my employee to be able to just do this and it not be an enormous drain on the small amount of resources that I have as an individual, right? We're talking about multi-million, maybe even into the billions of, of property, property infrastructure and staffing versus a guy that's like watching his baby because, you know, if I, if he went to work, it would all be just going to pay for childcare, which is also ridiculously expensive understandably so that's something that you don't mind paying more money for but i don't want to pay fucking again and again and again for things that you know are just subpar and someone else's fault so i digress i'm sure y'all have had very similar situations in your life but again i implore you if you fuck something up if you did you know you mess something up and it's clearly your fault uh, or even, you know, hey, if you're a business out there, hey, even if it looks like it could be your fault, but, you know, you, there's no way of proving whether or not it was your fault, but it's entirely possible that it's your fault, why don't you just go ahead and take care of it? Because because guess what? People, you know, one person that you did that to, it will make a world of difference to them, and they will have an enormously higher regard for you um, and how we'll have nothing but good things to say and we'll refer people to you and, um, the, you know, you will have the trust of the community and so on and so forth. Things that are, things that are invaluable. You think that you can pay for anything and pay for a bunch of lawyers. Guess what you can't pay for is people who won't trust you. Uh, you can't, you can't buy trust from people. You can't buy a good reputation. 
um, as, as a company or as a, as a human being, you just can't buy it. You know, there's no amount of money in the world that will buy you a good perception, right? Uh, unless again, you're in politics, in which case you can say just about anything, um, about your own character and people will believe it. Again, there's just too many people. There's just too many people, you know, like shitty businesses like that can get, kick the can down the road and get away with that sort of stuff because there are enough people out there unsuspecting for the first time that's going to come in there and they're going to, you know, do somewhat of what they asked and then leave something fucked up to be a, a big time problem for them later on and cost uh, a lot of money and they got to come back to you for it. Um, that's just terrible. That's just terrible. And whether you believe in any sort of, you know, God or afterlife or, or not, um, you know, what I have to count on is that, you know, if there is nothing else in this life or the next, you know, if nothing else exists beyond what's happening right here, that's still fucked up, guys. That's still fucked up. Right at the baseline, whether you take anything else out of it, whether that person's actions are directed by spirits or or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like that is fucked up, and you need to own up and you need to do the right thing. So, um, you know, and if you're a person out there who you know you need to be sincerely honest with yourself, and this is this is where I think it's gotten off the rails too, and where we've got to save ourselves from ourselves is the fact that the reason that companies have, you know, 30 lawyers on retainer is because, you know, you, you we've all gotten them to this place where someone starts out trying to make a good product and a quality thing and somebody uses it improperly or, or doesn't and they get hurt, you know, or, you know, people are, uh, are, are frivolous, you know? So like something that really isn't their fault, right? Those people can just come and take advantage of them, right? Now, now it's working the other way. The individual is trying to take advantage of the company. Well, the company in order to grow cannot continue to sustain fixing every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry's problem. That's not, that's not their responsibility or not their fault. Right. And I get that, but there, you know, there's no other way to to protect yourself as a as a company or an individual other than to have like legal protection so that nobody can like come after you about these things uh so it works both ways you know companies are made up of people there's not you know they're not these big faceless conglomerate you know entities that have you know, no feelings or no, you know, whatever the, every company in the world, everything that we all do together is made up of people. Okay. First and foremost. And so companies in a lot of ways act like people. So, you know, people who are frivolous, uh, about things that are their responsibility, um, create a worse world for all of us. You know, uh, the, the, uh, and I'm not going to talk about the McDonald's grandma case because that's been proven that that really was a case, um, that was, uh, sincerely unfortunate. Um, and, 
and the, you know, it was found that the coffee was, you know, enormously hotter. I'm not going to get into that. Um, the point is, is that people will try and scam stuff off of companies because they think they can get away with it because, you know, they can feign it to the public and, and someone else will believe them. Right. It's lies. It's lies. But so the companies have to lawyer up. Now they're very, very cynical and suspicious of anyone asking for uh, anything that could possibly be their fault. And the default is to deny responsibility, right? Deny responsibility, back it up in court uh, with lawyering. You know, like you don't even have to have evidence one way or another. Um, so, so essentially like shitty individuals made companies, you know, have to be this way. And now the companies are using it against people to take advantage of people and continue their profit margin up and up and up. You know, am I saying that it's not fair? No, no, it's totally fair. It's what's happening. And I have to kind of, you know, as much as I don't like it, I'm still going to have to eat it as part of the, you know, the greater cosmic, uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but you know, the point of all this is just don't be a shitty person, man. Just don't be an asshole. Don't, you know, own up to your own responsibilities. If you did something wrong, don't blame it on somebody else. Don't try and get something out of someone for your own stupidity, um, because of your own pride or whatever. Like just, just set it down, walk away and the entire world, I literally, all of humanity will be better because you did. <laughs> all right. I'm stepping back down. I'm stepping down off the pulpit now, guys. Whew. That was a, that was a, uh, divinely inspired message there. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with it. Um, I can't believe that we're almost at an hour here. I, I set out to make just a you know, a couple of minute, uh, Hey, how do you do? Let y'all know what was going on, but, uh, this has been pressing on me and it's still pressing on me today. So, so yeah, you know, we're working it out. We're, we're getting through it. We're dealing with it, but, um, wish it didn't have to be so terrible, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be if people would just own up, be honest with yourself and, um, and, and just stop trying to take advantage of people. Um, if you have any thoughts on this, uh, maybe a similar story of what's happened to you, I'd love to hear it. Oh my gosh. A little bird came and landed just outside the window of our 2016 Kia Sorento studios on the, um, studio rear view mirror. <laughs> and is just like chilling, checking out what's inside. Hey, I uh, waved at him, scared him off. He, he looked like he was like trying to come at me. Oh, now he's back. I don't know exactly what he's trying to get to, but cool podcast, bro. You ran and rave about people taking advantage of you and then, uh, Ooh, a bird. <laughs> uh, guys, it's absolutely nothing going on. A N G O podcast at gmail.com. Oh yeah. And in the whole move and the shuffle up, um, I had a bunch of stuff on an old computer at my folks house. That's what I had kind of switched to, to do editing. And, um, of course I plug my external hard drive in, um, 
you know, like the day before we had so many things going on. I only had like a couple hour window to, to transfer all the files off of that computer and that sort of thing while I was doing other things. And I plugged my external hard drive into the computer and it says, um, that it, it's not even recognized. <laughs> uh, it can't, it can't recognize it. So it, it can't send anything to it. So all of my intros and, and spots and like all kind of that stuff is, um, is locked up on that, uh, old windows seven. Ooh, so old, uh, computer. And here I am, you know, doing my show totally raw, totally in the raw. So, uh, what you're getting today is raw talk with your boy, Rich, AKA boar Lord. On absolutely nothing going on podcast. Let's do a little spot for myself there. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh any case, I need to wrap it up. Thanks you guys so much. At Richardography on Twitter, at Richardometry on Instagram, A N G O Podcast at gmail.com. Um let's vent, guys. Let's fucking vent. Get send me your stories of uh shitty people taking advantage of you and um and dude i'll i'll air it or something i'll i'll read it you know um just you can get your story out there because this is this is it's not acceptable it's not acceptable guys and i understand that that standing up to um people in person is very difficult i have a hard time with it um, to say, no, this is not acceptable without seeming like a, I want to talk to the manager, Bob haircut, you know, soccer mom, um, feeling attitude. Like, that's what I feel like. Literally, if I, if I'm like, if I got to dispute something, uh, at the time, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm a complaining, you know, fat lard asshole and I'm making the world worse. No, what I'm actually doing is uh is trying to make it better by making people you know f- like essentially forcing people on the spot to take responsibility for things that they um that is their fault that they should be taking responsibility for you just need to remind people sometimes right you're not a horrible person for doing that you're trying to save us from ourselves uh, uh you know yourself included so have a great uh, life, guys, week, month. I don't know uh, when I'll be able to do this again, hopefully soon. But um, thanks for sticking with it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on the flip side. For absolutely nothing going on, I'm Rich, a.k.a. Borlord, signing off for today.